robot mind can merely twitch and ah! Master, that's not fair. I can never mind. I am my best audience. But I graciously consent to allow you to be in my presence. Oh, thank you, Master. Yo, what is up, guys? For RoomPrimeTV.com, you are listening to the Room Prime TV podcast for January 17th, 2020. Still getting used to that, used to saying that, kind of, kind of like second guess yourself because you, you know, you used to saying, you know, 2019, and then when it was, uh, when it was 2019, for a while, I was used to still saying 2018. So it's like. I'm, I'm glad, hopefully I'm not in the minority in this, but I know I'm not the only one that still, like, kind of has to check themselves, like, wait a minute, is that right? Okay, it's right, 2020, but anyways, guys, happy Friday, TGIF, thank God, thank Arceus, Thanos, whoever you worship, for the fact that it's Friday. We made it through a week, another week of uh, of grinding, uh, commuting, working, all that good stuff, and we're here. Again, thank you for listening, thank you for tuning in when this podcast becomes available for your listening pleasure, and we have uh, lots to talk about, and it's very very and I'm just you know doing the Birdman you know rubbing of the hands gif as I'm talking because we have a a good plethora of things to discuss and before we do that I want to give shout outs because you know we gotta give the shout outs first off to the OG roundtable crew you know, my fellow uh, guest and co-host, Rome himself, he is at a tournament, uh, Frosty Faustings. I forgot where it's at, but he he is out of state on assignment. We'll just say he's on assignment uh, doing his thing, uh, tournament play and commentating. So uh, I cannot wait to see him you know commentate and you know do his thing uh this weekend it's uh it's gonna be dope also the the other third because there's a can't forget him agent neil can't forget about him uh try to get him on you know uh, you know lord permits it because you know again working so our schedules are, you know, you know, not in sync, but we'll make it happen. But shouts to him, you know, graphic designer. Uh, check him out. Check out his Twitter at agentnail one two three. You know, on Twitter, you know, hit him up if you want some commissions. Also, uh, Romulus underscore himself. That is uh, Rom himself's Twitter. Romulus underscore himself. Don't forget the underscore, please. You know, how many times people forget the underscore. Don't forget it. And also, shout-outs to the FMB podcast, For More Boys podcast. 
keep saying this again and this might be a running gag but we'll when we need to for sure definitely uh get together it's you know gotta you know we're all busy doing our thing but i, I listened to his last the, the last podcast i say and it was very good very informative and yeah just it it's a very enjoyable show banter uh between uh two young men that are you know very close very cool with each other and you see you well you can't see it because it's it's not in video but you can hear the chemistry it's just just how me Rome himself and Agent Neil how we converse so uh, if you're looking for some some something good to listen to you know F&B is, is the way to go and also shout outs to you gotta give a shout out uh, hopefully I have him on my show because I've been on this show already two times so it's only fair that I bring him on the show and that is Drew Yari from the Drew Yari show and his Twitter handle is the Drew Yari show and he is uh, another podcast he discussed wrestling uh, comic books movies things of nature and me and him had a blast on the, the past two occasions I was on his on his podcast and I'll definitely be on it again but he needs to be on uh, he needs to be on my show because I've already been on his show two times so it's you know only fair but shout outs to him uh, very cool guy so we will and I hope you're feeling better because the last time I heard he was uh, you know under the water so I hope you're feeling better uh, Drew hope you're feeling better buddy and yeah speaking of that it's like I gotta talk about this weather it's like kinda <laughs> it's funny the way you, you break the ice is talk about the weather and do uh, a bit of a small talk but it's, it's we gotta talk about this weather man like it's uh it's like playing lottery numbers you have 25 60 42 30, 19. It's like the, the temperature keeps fluctuating and fluctuating up and down. You got one day, the other day during this week it was near 60. I was sweating my, my balls off. And then the next day it was uh, in the 40s. Then right now, like actually last night, it got really cold and through the uh, through this morning, um, it got up, it got down to like 29, but then with the wind blowing, you know, you always got to count the wind chill. It felt colder, so it's like, I guess you can say right now, winter for for the foreseeable future, because you never know, you may have a week of, of winter weather, and then the next week will be spring, so, it, and it's New York. People that aren't from New York, what you experience when you, when you live up here in the, the good old north, the good old uh, city of New York City, that you have is the place where you have all four seasons. You know, obviously during the course of a year, 
sometimes in the course of a month. And that's true. So you'll have one month when you experience all all four seasons at once. And it is uh oof, it is pretty is it's you can get sick. So guys if guys and girls if you are in the New York in the New York area, Tri-State area, you know, bum it up. Especially we're gonna get a little bit of snow, so you know, it's your your little uh uh, weather report from Room Prime here, Room Prime TV. A little uh, meteorologist action going on here. So yeah, we can have just one to three inches. So wow, I, I I'm relieved. I'm I'm happy because we're getting a little bit of snow. Because you know it's winter. It's technically supposed to be winter, and we haven't gotten any snow yet. So I'm glad they're finally getting it. Hopefully, we won't get. A huge snowstorm, even though you know, kind of my chingers before, uh, before they hatch. But if we can get through this winter just with with cold, I can deal with the cold. But with the snow, so we'll see how that goes. But you know, if you're traveling this weekend, just be careful and all that good stuff. So talk about that. Let's let's get on to the show. Like Jesus Christ, I, I could ramble on about a lot of stuff but so let's talk about this album that Eminem uh, released he released it early early this morning Um, as I'm recording this it's past it's uh, 7.54pm and he released this around you know midnight or so uh you know, West Coast time, I believe, or East Coast, but he released it early in the morning, and I listened to, I'm halfway done listening to the album, and the album is named, of course, is, it's Eminem, so you gotta, you gotta have some flair with the, with the album title, and it's uh, Music to be Murdered by, and it's Eminem's 11th studio album, and indeed, it was a midnight surprise, uh, quietly dropped and of course uh it has it's it's jam-packed like the the rosters um it's pretty it's pretty dope you have black thought ed shirt children q-tip anderson uh pack juice world and uh juice world was the uh the young 21 year old rapper who died on the 8th of december so he's in there too, and I was like, "Wait a minute, he passed away." Well, that's that's pretty dope. He's in there, but remember, kids, don't do drugs, please. Like, I, I don't. That's before I get into the album and all the controversy, because you know you can't have an album release without controversy, especially it's Eminem, so you're gonna have it. Uh, as they say. Uh, even bad publicity is good publicity, but we'll, we'll get into that. You know, if people aren't talking about you, then something is wrong. So people are talking about him, and the album is good. But I want to just talk about, like, with all these uh, all these rappers, you know, in, in their late teens, early 20s, uh, just dying you know, just dying, uh, 
due to drug overdoses and you know recreational drugs like it's it's a problem I feel it's 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 a problem and I didn't know much of this guy and when we you know when I found out oh he overdosed he overdosed I was like oh god like here we go again like it's the the shit is never ending and let's see uh let's see on December 8th 2019 Higgins collapsed and died from a suspected drug induced seizure at the Midway International Airport in Chicago after landing at Midway on a private jet from Van Norris Airport private airport uh, in Los Angeles, I remember he was uh, uh, guess he said that they knew that the feds were on to him or something like that, and he swallowed a bunch of bunch of drugs and and just like why? It's like like why? Just gotta look at uh, look at this more because. Just trying to remember. Let's see. Uh, okay. Uh, December eighth, was aboard on a private golf stream, golf stream jet flying from Van Van Nuys Airport in Los Angeles to Midway International in Chicago, where law enforcement officers. Yeah. So law law enforcement is waiting. Uh, they were waiting for him, and the pilot notified him, notified them that the flight was en route, that the jet was carrying guns and drugs. Of course. Oh, God. Law enforcement later revealed that they found three handguns, about 70 pounds, or 32 kilograms of marijuana in their aircraft. Uh, you know, I, I gotta, I gotta include the metric. Gotta include it. Gotta, you gotta. Um... Also stated that several members of Higgins' management team aboard the flight attested that Higgins had taken several unknown pills, including allegedly swallowing multiple Percocet pills in the attempt to hide them while police were on board the plane searching the luggage. So that's how. So allegedly he he swallowed a bunch of Percocet to you know to uh, you know hide them, hide the evidence like. Have you heard about just flushing down the toilet or, or whatnot? Or, you know, just if you're going to cover your tracks, don't kill yourself. Like, I don't like it. It's it's tragic because the the death was senseless. But again, you roll in that type of crowd. You you live that lifestyle. And then you do something dumb as to just swallow pills when you could just, you know. And again, when when you're young and you're, you know, you're dumb and you essentially you're cornered, you you react and sometimes not in the best way because you know you're young, you haven't, you know, you don't know how to react in that situation. Now, obviously, you wouldn't have guns and and, and drugs on you on on the on a flight and like they got the cops got notified so it's like why like if you're gonna do your dirt do it in a way that won't get you caught I'm not 
you know, I'm not condoning it, but it's like, if you're going to do that, be smart about it. And, and it sucks that, uh, um, you know, he passed away senseless. I don't, I don't, I haven't listened to any of his music, but it's like, wow, like it's just this, uh, and it wasn't an overdose. Like people were saying, oh, it was an overdose. Like he, he just swallowed, like he didn't, he wasn't depressed or anything from my recollection or my knowledge. He's just, it seems like he was just trying to hide the pills from the cops. And if you're gonna do that, like it's very, it's a very shitty way to go. You know, and it's just, it sucks. But yeah, that's how, that is how he, uh, how he died, how he passed away. And it's six days before his birthday, I believe. So it's like, damn man, like, you know, like, it's just uh, it's a sad case, but going back to Eminem, so he he was on the album, you know his, his verse was pretty good. I, I listened to the verse. Okay, that you know, uh, you know was, uh, his verse was dope. Like I gotta listen to the rest rest of the album again. Eminem's 11th studio album, music music to be murdered by. Uh, it's so far what I listened to. I'm halfway. I know I'm only halfway there. Halfway there, halfway there. Just gotta put that SpongeBob joke. Uh, remember, uh, early SpongeBob, the first two or three seasons. I say from season one through season four, best SpongeBob. Then everything else just went downhill. But just have to throw that in there. Uh, of course, with I heard a, I heard a few of the songs, uh, a few of the tracks on the album, and of course, isn't. And I knew, without even looking, without even, uh, you know, checking Twitter and checking uh, uh, Google and whatnot, like, I knew just from the, the, the main cover, the, the name of the album, that I knew there was going to be some shit with this album. Like, of course, people were saying it was good. Oh, my God, this is... Uh, this is Eminem's uh, some of Eminem's best work and I was like yeah like of course and I, I brought it immediately like even though him you know he has a he had a few like I want to say flops but just you know he tried something new it didn't work and he just reverted back and when when you two commercial people all oh, you two commercial like why are you going back like stay true to yourself and of course with this social climate you go raw you know to you know raw like going through someone's juggler vein people get offended it's like oh like you're too you're too raw you're too vulgar and it's like people can't win and regardless of Eminem's like he, he's been a little bit SJW uh, regardless he produces he he, he He's still one of the best of all time, um, regardless of his uh, shortcomings and whatnot. But it's like I knew immediately, immediately when I caught wind of, of this surprise album coming out. And it's a good birthday present, you know, for me. Like, I was like, oh, like, this is, you know, I love good music. doesn't matter, like a lot of things unfunny but I can understand as soon as I saw okay yeah it's it's gonna 
it's gonna get some people out of them. Of course, some of the uh, one of his songs, "Darkness," it basically uh, illustrated um, the Las Vegas shooting, and there was a lyric in there by uh, um, uh, a lyric that Eminem said with Ariana Grande and he talked about the the few mass shootings and uh, bombings and things like that and I'm looking at the headlines right now Manchester Mayor condemns Eminem lyric about Ariana Grande's concert uh, Eminem's Eminem grabs attention with Las Vegas video, but will it last? And he he had a he had a, a music video. That's why like when um, I'm subscribed to his like official channel, so I saw that he had a new music video, and like in two hours already had almost a half a million views on it. I didn't get to watch. I'm probably gonna watch it afterwards. But the the song, you know, the the track, like it was. Um, it was good, but I was like, damn, like, people are gonna be offended, because, you know, people, and I understand it's, it's a, it's a touchy subject, but here's the thing, there's certain things we cannot gloss over, no matter how it offend us, you know, and I understand, like, some things can be said in poor taste, but, you know, as an artist, you have to let people express themselves. And they're not going and, and killing and, and, and bombing people and all that. You know, and leave it be. But understand that people will, there's always going to be nut jobs and all that. And, and I say this, you cannot, it's funny that we put responsibility, let's say in this case with Eminem. It's Eminem's fault that someone's going to go out and, 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 and you know, commit a, a shooting or or act of violence when it's the person's the individual that is the one to blame. It's the individual that had the sense or lack of sense just to commit a heinous atrocity. But because it's funny, we gotta oh don't don't blame the victim but but then it's convenient, like oh, we can't, we, we, we can't blame the the guy to actually commit the the murders. We gotta blame the the person who wrote a lyric, and that's why, with a lot of forms of entertainment, it's it's too watered down, it's too sanitized. We can't talk about touchy subjects. We can't talk about things that would offend people. And people, again, you. Gotta understand that being offended is a choice. If you can't see things for the context, you look at look at things and and understand that yeah, there's there's context of things. If you just take things word for word, you are gonna be one miserable mofo. And this is why and again it's with the subject with mass shootings and, and I said it on previous episodes on, on this podcast that a lot of these mass shootings happen in large venues where guns are not 
guns are restricted. Malls, uh, churches, schools. Would you would you ever hear about a mass shooting in a in a police precinct where there is a bunch of guns? Will you hear a a uh, a a shootout or a shooting going on in a place where there's guns? Like you, when you hear when you hear, <clears throat> if you hear about uh, mass shootings, always in a place where there's a gun-free zone. Because the targets, um, I'm sorry to say this, but they're easy targets. Go to a mall, you go to go to a school, go to a, you know school grounds, go to a, a college campus. Is all these places are gun-free zones, so you are gonna have there's gonna be more opportunity for this thing to happen, and it's unfortunate, even though. Excuse me. Even though the media likes to blow a lot of things out of proportion, that's why I don't react how everyone else reacts during things, during certain crises and situations, because we're taught to panic, we're taught to live in fear, we're taught to uh, just whatever is told to us, we're gonna take it without having any sort of context with it we're just gonna we're just gonna take things as they are and that's why you have all these people being offended and again i get it understand uh these uh these acts of violence happen and one thing uh one thing when it comes to me i'm for uh, people having the right to bear arms because there's a reason why it's in the Constitution and it's a it's a human right. It's not a right given by by other men or women. It's it's a God-given right to be able to defend yourself. And then you have all these people. Oh well, you you don't need a gun. Only punks you you know have guns. Like and again context. Like someone ain't gonna, it's someone ain't gonna go to a police station and 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 try to do something because there there are gonna be, you know, officers with with guns ready. Worst thing could happen, they could someone come in there, they take one person out, two people out, but then but then immediately that guy will go down. Even before, even before he he pulls a trigger, he'll he'll go, the shooter will go down if he ever tries to do something in the police station. But in a school, in a school ground, campus, university, in a mall, church, all these places where you know they're easy or easy pickings, like where is like again? And before we get into more Eminem's uh, album. It's like, you know, a, a thief or a rapist or whatnot. They're gonna go after targets that are easy. They're gonna rob. They're gonna rob or they're gonna assault someone that is more vulnerable. They're not gonna go after. Let's see me going after. I'm, I'm six feet, but 
I'm not going to go after a guy that's a foot tall than me or even a few inches tall than me or or has a long reach, you know? Or someone that, that knows that that's like someone, you know, a, a everyday thief going after someone that's, you know, just diesel to the gills and um, tall. They're not going to, that person could probably defend themselves. They're not going to go after that person, but they're going to go after someone that's scrawny, uh, uh, isn't aware of his surroundings, distracted by, you know, listening to his music or on his phone, which you should never do. Late at night, should never be glued onto your phone, especially when you're traveling. You should always be aware of your surroundings. And that's an example of just someone picking an easy target. You know? And it's the context that we got to understand. Like, people, and, you know, shouts to the FMB crew, the Phone Boys podcast, because they talk about this. You know, they, they talked about the fact that. Uh, nowadays, society sees things in black and white only. It's funny, all this inclusion and diversity and, and you know, including everyone and everything, we also see things only one or the other. There's no middle ground. There's no gray area. And I'm the type of guy that loves to see things from both sides, have, you know, more than one perspective because... We get jaded when we see only one aspect or one point of view or something. And that's why, you know, now I know, I know people that, you know, you will talk to them and, and the moment that you say, well, we got to look at the context, you got to understand something. They're like, nope, I don't care. I don't, I don't care about context. I don't care. Like, uh, this is how I see it. I was like, okay. Their mentality, some of them a lot older, some of them are just uh, stuck in their ways. So it's like you can't really, uh, not even bargain with them. You can't really expect them uh, to get you. And it's just so many aspects of, uh, of people when it comes to this. That's why I try, I don't try, I don't see things only in black and white. I see you know, multiple aspects. I try to look at the gray area because not everything is so simple and kind of dry. And when people try to just put things in categories and just leave it there, all like, oh, don't label me, don't, don't uh, treat me this way. But then they will label other people. They will put other people in in categories, and that's it. And that's dangerous. That's very dangerous. So yes, yeah, shout outs to um, the former boys crew FMB because I see that, and especially with people getting offended easily, not understanding context, it's the lack of a gray area. They only have two filters, and, and all this talk about all oh, um, Instagram filters, Snapchat filters, and all these things, and it's like. Yeah, you most definitely use the same filter. I remember a few years ago, it was a, the damn dog filters. And now it's the, the like 
the questionnaire one, and then before that it was the 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 one without the nose. Like y'all just use y'all follow everyone and y'all use the same filter. Everyone is essentially using the same filter to look at things instead of actually crazy concept. I don't know. I guess like I'm not trying to say I'm better or superior. It's just like we cannot just look at things based off other people's uh, opinions or other people's uh, outlook because everyone's experiences and outlooks and 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 whatnot is different. You can't take someone else's example and and try to fit it as your own. You gotta, you know, we gotta be able to look at things with your own with your own mind, your own point of view. You can't just take other people's word for it. You gotta, you know, dig deep. You gotta actually have a brain and use it. You know, and it's like this is why we gotta be careful. But going back to and I read uh, a few articles here, just the uh, the headlines. Let's see. Well, let's go to New York Post. Go to New York Post here. Uh, Eminem's Ariana Grande lyric about Manchester Arena bombing sparks fan fury. Let's see. No surprise here. People are offended by Eminem's surprise 2020 album music music to be murdered by. But not the ones you expect. Ariana Grande's diehard fans are steaming mad over the lyrics said they said made light made light of the Manchester Arena bombing. The 2017 terror attack that killed 23 people happened during one of the uh, Thank You Next singers concerts. Eminem's new album, which dropped Friday, includes track "Unaccommodating," and that was a good song. Like that was like. Um, one of the few, I think that's track number, I don't want to go off the top of my head, that is track number two off of the album, and that, that song was, that song was pretty good, but yeah, and I knew when I heard, I heard the lyric, I was like, yep, but I rather this because it just shows that sometimes you, you gotta have the De Chappelle effect. Like, yeah, there's certain things that are touchy, but it, it's music. Alright? So continue on. Eminem's new album, which dropped on Friday, includes a track, Unaccommodating, which contains a lyric, but I'm contemplating yelling bombs away on the on the game like I'm outside of Adira Gandhi's concert waiting and it's like here we go again like people are going to be offended and I, and I tweeted about it and I was like yep there's going to be SJW Puritans all over this they want to cancel him they want him they want you know they want his head they want blood and it's like calm down this music like and I'm saying this with all the sincerity in my heart all the all the love and the world I can give Shut up. <laughs> like, really, like, you have nothing better to do. Y'all scour, and y'all probably aren't fans of Eminem. And you and you guys are just looking for things to be offended by. If it doesn't apply, let it fly. And I'm not saying, oh, like, 
just keep your mouth shut and in that sense just zip it but if you don't like something okay you don't like it move on go listen to something or do something that you do like you know and it's just crazy how every been every turn people find things to be offended by and you can tell that these people have no joy in their lives and it's scary it's so scary i'm just like wow like it's it's, it's just a, a sad case. We're in 2020 and the SJWs and, and, and social media puritans and, and and the Twitter mob, it's it's crazy. And I, I said this and I keep on saying this and shout outs to uh, uh, Don Tony of the Don Tony and Kevin Castle show that, you know, and other people have said this too, but he, he coined it well. Like the cancel culture is one of the things that he's the most afraid of. And I agree. Like, I'm really, like, I'm worried about cancel culture because you can get canceled for even fake news. And you know how people, oh, that's fake news. Actually, just reporting on anything to get the person canceled, saying, reporting, false report. You know, when you obstruct justice, when you rep- when you report a false crime, when you uh, purge yourself, you can go to jail. You know, when you purge yourself in court, when you're testifying and under oath you lie, you can go to jail. When you uh, report, you make a false report. When you, you know, report false rape and any false, any crime that didn't happen, you go to jail. But people online, they can just go on, on Twitter, they can go on social media and just you know, spew out nonsense. They could go and spew out bullshit. And hey, it's the court of public opinion. You know, that's not just, there are laws. And sometimes people are like, oh, like, forget the law. But then when it's convenient for them, oh, there's laws, I have my rights. It's like, shut up. Like, relax yourself. But I already knew when this. Excuse me. I knew with this alcohol, I had a I had a had a premonition that there was gonna be some something with this with this album, but and people getting you know a hissy fit about it, and and a, a part of me because you you gotta have some sort of understanding and some sort of compassion and just have that awareness. But the other part of me is like, come on, this is music. Like if Eminem wants to talk about you know, shooting people and, and, you know, murdering his, his, uh, his, uh, ex-girlfriend or whatever. It's music. You know, the difference is that Eminem is, he has big enough balls just to, to rap about it. And knowing that he's going to get the backlash, but he says it anyway on a track because like it's music. It's a, it's a form of art, you know? And, you know, I'm going to listen to the rest of the album and watch that music video. And, you know, we'll see. But so far, you know, I'm like, I'm loving the sound of it. But people are always going to be offended. And again, being offended is a choice. So it's up to you to choose if you want to be offended or not. And let me wrap up this this article here. Uh, the 47-year-old raps the line against the backdrop of an explosion sound effect 
the track also addresses a few of our fellow rapper Machine Gun Kelly. Yeah, he brought that up. And I was like, yep. I mean, it's no longer a feud anymore. Like, he, the, the feud is done. But yeah, it's just like, hey, like, I, you know, I won. I bested him. La da da da. And fans where you got wind of the song declared disgusting, quote unquote, saying the deaths of Grande's fans into a punchline, addressing the rapper. One friend wrote, maybe try and have a little respect and don't use a terrorist type to gain clout. And um, Eminem really said in his new song, accommodating the lyrics bombs away, like I'm at an Ariana Grande concert. And proceeded with the gun gunshots explosion mocking Manchester. I'm disgusted at how his team think this was okay. He's trash. It's this let me see this. Hmm. And again, people have their, their right and their you know, their right to be, you know, just to to speak their mind. It's like, come on now. Like it's it's music it's music I'm that's just my feeling the I have two sides one side where I feel like yeah you, you know if you say that people are gonna they're not gonna like it but on the other hand it's music you know but at the end of the day people are gonna be offended so let's get into something lighter So, if you guys haven't been aware, um, if you guys have been taking the seven train, um, shout outs to the seven train riders. Like that train is conveniently fast, and even when it's slow, it's fast, which is ironic because we're in New York, and even when you're on time, you're late. We're always late, right? So, at least we had the seven train, where most of the you know the system is like eh the seven train always has your back and you know there's a promotion uh from uh this lady Aquafina promoting her new show on Comedy Central called North from Queens and basically what they had you know for the, the promotion which was pretty cool they had her do a guest uh, announce, announcements for the 7 train so if you were taking the 7 express train uh, you were able to catch and there was some local trains with the with the uh, comedy announcements too from uh, uh, Aquafina and I, was, I listened to the whole thing because you know YouTube has everything and one one fact about me I love like I'm a big subway fan I you know, ever since I was a kid. So you you have all the little announcements and whatnot. I was like, cool. That that's 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 dope. And now we got the someone took time out of the day to record, you know, the entire announcement. It's a seven train express, so it's like not as long as local. But anyway, uh basically Aquafina did the special the special guest uh, announcing and it's only for a week, so um, unfortunately, I work, you know, not odd hours, but when everyone's on their way home or getting ready to go home, I'm on my way to work. 
So it's like, yeah, I'm not gonna. And I don't take the seven train on my way to work. I take it home because it's, it's faster at night. And I heard on, on YouTube these uh, these announcements, and they were pretty funny. And I, l- I like her voice. And seeing seeing the face to the voice, and you know, one thing about me, I'm very uh, audible. I, I love uh, auditory. Uh, love the auditory aspect. So I was like, yeah, like like she she sounds very. You know, sounds very uh, lively and and just you know the opposite of the automated robotic uh, train train announcements. So then when I saw her, like you know, a video of her or whatnot, and I saw the promotion for the new show. I was like, hmm, that's a you know, this is a pretty good show. Even though you know, Comedy Central, SJWs, you know, not a fan and. Yeah, the feminists, like the third wave feminists, but she she seems that she means well. So I'm gonna give it a chance. I'm gonna try it before I, I you know, try it before I knock it. That's always been my, my mantra. I gotta try something before you knock it first. You can't knock something before you haven't tried it because it's unfair. So after I after I give the show a try, I will let you know how, you know, give you like a little review, I guess. So, yeah, I guess I'll, I'll most likely review and talk about it. Uh, just since she's, uh, the show's based on, you know, it's in Queens. So it's like, yeah, like, why not? There's a fellow New Yorker. I should definitely try it out. And, yeah, uh, the show... See the show will premiere, I believe, on obviously on Comedy Central, and I believe on the twenty second it will premiere. So that will be on on so next Wednesday it will premiere on Comedy Central. So I'll definitely watch that. Um, maybe lie, maybe not, but I'll definitely watch it and uh, get my review. But her, like, when you talk about promotions, that that's a pretty good way to promote your show. And and if you like haven't hear, haven't heard it, most definitely you know give it a listen. Uh, Aquafina official seven train announcements, and it makes sense for the seven train because seven train. It goes through Jackson Heights, it goes through all the, you know, Flushing, uh, Long Island City. It's, it's heavily uh, populated by Asians. So it's like, yeah, and she's Asian American, by the way. I didn't know until I saw the promotion for the, for the show. And I was like, okay, that makes a great deal of sense. Because at first I thought she was, you know, uh, you know, a white lady. I was like, hmm, like, maybe you know, a comedian. So, comedian trying to promote their show. But I was like, oh, okay, like that's that's pretty dope. Like, and she's a looker too. She's very attractive. Like, hey, I gotta, I had to say it. But uh, yeah, like I'm interested to see the show. Um, my only like, my only uh, disappointment is the whole the, the fact that she was in Ocean's Eight. You know, that movie was just uh, a pile of dumpster fire level great trash. But 
you know, I'm gonna give the show a try because you know, I'm gotta gotta try it. And she seems very nice, very bubbly. Uh, so we'll give it a shot. We'll give it a shot for sure. So yeah, uh, I guess this is me promoting. I'm not getting anything for it, but um, yeah, check out Aquafina and her new show, uh, North from Queens on Comedy Central on the 22nd of January on as a Wednesday so please uh, check it out for sure so now let's get on to more topics so wrestling we gotta talk some wrestling like I like I mentioned before many times this is not a wrestling only podcast um, if you want to listen to uh, wrestling, whenever me and Rome uh, talk wrestling on the round table or on or our other show, or you know, shouts to the HSC crew, shouts to them, Cosmic Kaiser Six and Heracles. Uh, they talk New Japan. Basically, anything that isn't American wrestling, they'll talk about. So. You want wrestling? There's I listen to a ton of wrestling related podcasts because they they got it. I don't need to to uh, be a little fish in a big pond, you know. Like they already got that. You know, you got wrestling soup. You got uh, uh, the Saw Monster sounds off. You got Down Tony Kevin Castle. You got JD from NY. You got all these other shows. I don't need to talk wrestling. And especially since wrestling hasn't been interesting. But why I say this topic is it's interesting because it shows a level of hypocrisy in many forms. And I'm going to talk about Tessa Blanchard, who at the recent the recent uh, pay-per-view, Hard to Kill, where Tessa Blanchard fought a, a male wrestler. So basically it was an inter- intergender match for uh, Impact Wrestling. Uh, their promotion Impact has been through many changes. It's been through a metamorphosis. Just a short uh, uh, you know uh, exhibition. You know uh, expedition I say. Sorry. Um, on those who don't know about Impact. Impact Wrestling has been around since 2002. And it's been changed from N, uh, NWA, TNA to uh, TNA Nonstop Action to uh, TNA Impact, Impact Wrestling, Global Impact, blah, 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 blah this, that, and the other. So it's still around after so so many hiccups and mismanagement and, and snafus. And, and they're like a zombie. They're like the Resident Evil that a Resident Evil equivalent to a wrestling company. So now they got that out of the way. You get you know a little bit about the about the uh, history of TNA. So at the pay per view, hard to kill. Uh, Tessa Blanchard, who is one of the the top rising stars, women's wrestlers in in professional wrestling. Not only uh, fought another, you know, fought a man, uh, 
Sammy Callahan, who she had been having a feud with, and the feud has been great. And I'm going, I'm giving the good news because then there's bad news. You gotta soften the blow. It's like you give a, a kid candy knowing that they gotta get a shot and like needles. So you gotta, you gotta soften up the blow a little bit. Even though I'm more bad news and good news, but you know, let's roll with it. So she fought Sammy Callahan and won the the top title, which is the Impact uh, Impact Wrestling World Heavyweight Title. So a woman that's five foot five, 120 pounds, I believe, is your what well, is the world champion for Impact Wrestling? Which to me, I'm indifferent about. Um, I am happy for her, but just with all the controversy that's been going on, I'm like, eh. Um, and even though there have been women in other promotions that have won. Not only fought in intergender matches, but actually won titles. So she's not the first one. But that's that's the good part. The bad part is that re- the night before, so Hard to Kill was on the 12th of January, so on a Sunday last this past Sunday. So on the 11th, she posted on Twitter. And I quote, Hey women, try supporting one another. Cool things happen. So, she went on Twitter the night before her her big match on on pay-per-view. She wanted to, she wanted people to support her. And I was like, okay, understand, cool. not, not, not Not a big deal. But then, holy shit. She just opened Pandora's box uh, with that tweet. That that one tweet immediately, like, it was curtains. Uh, and the show wasn't for another day, and it was already, okay, like, like, GG's, good games, it's over. So there were a ton of women's wrestlers that came out and, and say, like, just basically like just showing the hypocrisy of Tessa Blanchard that you you will say this like why are you telling people to be positive and and support one another when she not not only she's allegedly been uh, bullying other female talents but also accused of uh, racism towards a towards a, a black wrestler, a black uh, a female wrestler, and called her the N word at a Japan at a Japan uh, show uh, at a promotion in Japan and spat in her face. And there was so many, uh, so many uh, uh, women's wrestlers. Allison Kay, who was the NWA Women's Champion at that promotion, she was the former Sienna in TNA. Uh, who else? Uh, Chelsea Green. Uh, so many others, and, and including the the uh, 
the female in question that was spat on and called the N-word, the, the Black Rose. And I'm over here, like, on side. I was, just, like, chilling. And when I heard about this, I was like, oh, God, like, here we go again. And, you know, of course, I saw um, the Wrestling Suit Guys comment. I saw uh, uh, Kev Castle, DT, Solomonster, Basically, anyone who's in the wrestling world, who has a pulse in the wrestling world, uh, had a comment then in their respective shows brought it up. And one of the things that they that they mentioned was like, yeah, like it's 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 funny how the the apologists for Tessa Blanchard said they were saying at all, like there's no evidence, there's no proof, blah blah blah, even though. A lot of people, one after the other, came out and just, just basically put, just showed how hypocritical Tessa was. Just how, if you wouldn't need to tweet about supporting one another if you were about it, you know? When you're actually about something, you don't need to, you wouldn't need to uh to tell people about it to you know const- to look for it because it's there people support you then they will they will show your support and they will get behind you so the fact that she put that in and she tweeted that that tweet showed that and a lot of these allegations were true they had merit and I'm all for having evidence before just people jump the gun. I'm all about, um, you know, people showing facts, showing proof, showing evidence. And people came out. And this is not like, again, people were saying, oh, some conspiracy, oh, a bunch of conspiracy theories. Listen, I love a good conspiracy theory. I love a good conspiracy theory, first off. And, you know, a lot of them are factual. You know, but then people believe other theories that, you know, can't be proven, but something in, in, a, in a smaller scale people can't believe, but they will believe it. It's like, let me got, let me not get too far ahead of myself, but people are saying, oh, this is a conspiracy theory, but it wasn't like Chelsea Green, Allison Kay, um, all these other people. And I'm like, those are the ones I can remember. Uh, but all these people didn't just, you know, didn't just get up. You know, just they didn't get together one day and conspire against her. You know, it wasn't this grandiose conspiracy. Oh, because she, she's, she's wrestling for the for her promotion for TNA's top title. Uh, so they're trying to bring her down. Like, no. Like, I'm, I'm just over here like, like, wow, like people actually believe that, that people are conspiring against this woman because she's, she's going after the, the top title, you know, the top, the, the company's top title. The, the world's championship 
I'm just like, wow, like people are just so like when it's convenient, they will say, no, no, it's not true. But when it's someone that they hate, like, for example, there's this man called Jim Cornette and people hate him because he will tell you your match was bad. You are playing wrestler. You're not a real wrestler. You're just pretending to be a wrestler. And he will tell you that your match, is, your match sucks, that your match is a piece of garbage, that you aren't an actual wrestler. And and people hate that. Oh, like he, he's saying my match sucks, so I hate him. Oh, he said racial, you know, racial slur, whatever. And people take things way out of context or they don't apply any context to it. So you see the, the hypocrisy. You know, and it's it's kind of it's kind of crazy that people that people when when it's convenient they will try to put context in or take it out and only see or hear what they want to see or hear and it's it's disgusting. So my whole thing is as far as Tessa winning the world title. There's a certain, like, besides all the, and I'm going to read the tweets in a second, but besides all the, all the, the, the bullying and the, the putting people down and the racism, like, she's no China, and I'm not, I hate comparing people, but it's so unbelievable there, and there are there are a, a plethora of female wrestlers who who have that 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 mold or similar to to China, or someone that 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 looks believable to win uh, the male's world title from a promotion, you know, and the the selling. There's a lot of aspects of the, the selling. The, the stat, you know, the height difference, weight difference. It, it's like, it's insane that, again, this is why, and me personally, like, I I was one of those ones, I was like, yeah, like, you know, Tessa, she's one of those ones that, that uh, she can be a, a, a brand name, someone that isn't in WWE that can get, that can essentially got uh, ahead but when she didn't get signed to WWE like she she not only lost her first her first round match at the at the uh, the Mae Young Classic it was like wow like you you would think you would have thought that she would have uh, went like ahead more ahead but there's a reason why WWE didn't sign her there's always a reason people are like oh WWE doesn't know what they're doing. Like people are are so quick to shit on WWE, but sometimes, you know, they have sense. So it's like, yeah, like there's a reason why. And then all this allegations of bullying and racism and all that and putting people down came came to light. Like it makes more sense. And the crazy thing is that there, there's a wrestler 
is a is another female wrestler, uh, Gail Kim, who wasn't in, in WWE before. And it's funny that when she won, when Tessa Blanchard won the title, no other female wrestler in the locker room came out to support her or to, uh, you know, give her a standing ovation. The only female that was there was Gail Kim. So it's it's kind of it's kind of weird that yeah, like no one came out, no female came out to support her, but Gail Kim, and it's just to. It's just a, a, a testament to again more hypocrisy. This this woman who you know and Gail Kim was was great, great performer, but no personality. So she, you know, she essentially uh, shot on WWE because she didn't cut the mustard. And then for her to be the one to embrace Tessa Blanchard, it's it's kind of like yeah, like it, it makes sense. The the pieces come together at the end of the day, and I'm just like wow, like like what <laughs> like again, two birds of a feather flock together. It's a shame. And there was another another female wrestler who who is black by the way, uh, Kyrie Hogan. Was defending Tessa Blanchard. Like, oh, mistakes happen. And like, again, everyone has a right to their opinion. But it's just with all these allegations, and she probably knows what goes on. And for to for people just to defend is like, yo, look at the the writing's on the wall. If and and I'm gonna say this before I get into the tweets. If a man, if a man. You know, if, if a male wrestler were to were to tell the whole the whole locker room that all oh, your garbage, you can't. You know, you you don't belong here. You don't deserve your paycheck. And bullying people, you will get knocked the fuck out. You will get kicked out. You get your your all your stuff thrown out. You be thrown out the locker room. But with with this girl, with, with Tessa. No one stood up, and the reason why that is because this girl has some some clout. And it's funny that uh, people are saying, "Oh, these people, all these women's wrestlers, Allison K, uh, you know, aka Sienna, so on and so forth. Oh, they're looking for clout. All the all these women that are are coming out and, and telling these stories is looking for clout because Tessa is, you know, she." She's facing the world champion, so they're looking for clout. Like, no. Like, this world is revolving around clout so much. It's like, oh, clout this, clout that. And Tessa has clout. This girl, Tessa Blanchard, has clout because of her last name and who she's backed by. So for people saying, oh, they're looking for clout. She has it. But that doesn't mean that everyone else values clout similarly. When you when you are put down, when you are uh, bullied and harassed. And this is why this sport, you know, this this uh this this is why wrestling, like people on the outside looking in, 
they they don't respect wrestling. They don't respect you know today's wrestling because it's like yo, like it's just so campy. It's so full of of shit. You know, it's it's so full of shit. People don't respect it. And at times it makes me not want to be a wrestling fan because all this stuff is like, I want to just enjoy, you know, good wrestling, but also have, you know, be able to see good storylines, good character development, you know, a good show, good wrestling, good characters, you know, good storylines, etc. But no, we don't get that. There's always drama, there's always uh, people out for themselves, people taking the business too seriously to the point that they will live and die by the sword. And it's crazy. They they, they just take this, like, you're not even at, at that level to be, like, to, to have that mentality, you know. But let's go after these tweets here. And again, six days ago, uh, Tessa Blanchard, hey, women try supporting one another, cool things happen. And then we go here, Allison K responds to Tessa Blanchard, calls her a liar and a scumbag. Let's see. Let's see here. I'm going to actually go to her Twitter. Luckily, I'm not blocked. <laughs> She tweeted, remember when you did that wrestling show and my, my daughter said hello to you and you said get out of my way, Mexican? Oof. If that's true, again, remember, if this is true, holy shit. <laughs> that is, uh, that is not good. And I'm sorry, the people that are supporting, people are supporting this, uh, this woman and, she also said, like, after she won the title, that all, like, uh, we all make mistakes. Like, first of all, you got to keep it kayfabe. This is all respond to social media. If you, if you were, if she was smart, she wouldn't have mentioned it. She wouldn't have gave it any, any light. But the fact of the matter is that a lot, a lot. And she's young. She's, what, 24, 24, 25. So a lot of these, a lot of these, the, the new generation of wrestlers, they really into, uh, into social media. So they had to, they feel like they had to respond. And it's like, it's insane. It's insane here. Okay. So I found the tweets. Remember, and this is Allison K. Um, Sienna. Remember when you spat in a black woman's face and called the N word in Japan? Was that you supporting women? The audacity of this tweet. And Chelsea Green, uh, at I am Chelsea Green. You consistently put down, bully, and belittle countless female coworkers, including me. And is that support? And it's like, 
Just trying to find the one. Let's see. Yeah, the the uh, the black female wrestling question, uh, Black Rose. A wrestler from Puerto Rico named Black Rose gave a little bit gave a little bit more detail on the matter via Twitter. However, writing that uh, writing that incident happened in 2017, it's still recent. No matter what, all like if it you gotta remember, Tessa Blanchard is 24 years old, so this happened 2017. We're in 20 we're in 2020. This this is still fresh. You know, if it's different if let's say someone's like in their 40s or 50s and this happened like decades ago I've been like yeah it's fucked up but at the end of the day people can change but people are saying oh uh, people aren't perfect people make mistakes but this happened recently this this didn't even happen a decade ago this happened two three years ago so this is why again the hypocrisy like we're so quick to cancel people that that's someone someone that says something decades ago but they since then changed and they, they, they their views have changed on, on on culture and society but we're so quick to to defend people and this is fresh we're so quick to to condemn people like off the bat from you know a comment or a tweet that was said uh, you know five ten years ago but it was so quick to defend our favorites because all oh, they're our favorites. So it just shows the hypocrisy. <clears throat> Excuse me. It, it shows the hypocrisy, you know. And it's like, wow. Like, when I when I just sat back and looked at this, I was like, wow. Just people without knowing it or knowing it, they are hypocrites. Continue on. Let's see. If Tessa Blanchard do not remember, I can. She wrote, I am not a mean girl with any coworkers around the world. Being kind, a race is not ridiculous. It's sick. It's a sickness. Additional female wrestlers also also spoken out regards to Tessa's tweet. Try to find. I should have prepared. like tweets got deleted like the whole tweet and delete and in this case I'm not a fan not a fan of tweet and delete because I we need this uh, let's see but the 
the whole thing the whole thing is that this is people you know, what we need to understand that hypocrisy is a very dangerous thing because it, it, it can it can make you uh, defend or go after someone just just because you hate them really bad or because you you blindly support them really bad and it's it's a scary thing and you have other women like uh Renee Michelle you have uh La Rosa Nagel which is the black rose it's it's crazy let's see if I can find that tweet Okay, let's read this before we get into the last topic of the evening. La Rosa Negra, and this is by Cultaholic.com. Shouts to Cultaholic. La Rosa Negra talks about incident with Impact World Champion Tessa Blanchard. She recently did an interview with with so and so over the weekend. Several female, rest, female wrestlers, including Aston K, Alyssa Dawn, La Rosa Negra, accused Tessa Blanchard of spitting and black rose's face and using a racial slur towards her when they're both wrestled for stardom in 2017 stardom is a a woman's promotion over in japan we so many good talents came out of stardom uh kari kari sane aka kari hojo uh io shirai asuka uh, before when she was Kana, uh, Tony Storm, and so on and so forth. A lot of good talents and more that I can't name, but I'm like, wow, just so such good talent there. Uh, La Rosa Mega admitted that the previous that she previously wished to stay quiet about the incident, but the following following the tweets, she felt that she needed to address it. Uh, she recently did an interview with the. Uh, I'm trying to pronounce that. And what she explained, she did not expect an apology for Blanchard and that she would try to move on and forget about what happened. Uh, Black Rose said, when I, when I saw those tweets, I was in shock and impressed because since 2017, people have been pushing me to speak out about something that isn't necessary. I don't like to talk about my personal life. I like to keep myself private, reading all those fellow wrestlers' tweets that supported me and reading their names that surprised me. And after those non-wrestlers commented, like I said, I had to do something because this is how it's it isn't how it was said. Many people took it wrong. I don't want to be overexposed, but this female wrestlers that know what really happened and why I didn't say anything. Now I want to clear things up. And she later added that it sends me that racism, envy, and bad things exist in sports, and they always be there. As adults, when something bad happens, we can resolve things by by talking. It's a weird concept, Black Rose, but unfortunately, when you have people that just, uh, they're very petty in their ways, uh, talking things out like adults doesn't cut it, unfortunately. Like, people are just going to be very passive-aggressive, they're going to be vindictive, they're going to be envious and jealous uh, of you. 
and they're gonna put you down because they know, hey, like th- this this person's a threat, so I gotta put them down. I gotta make sure that I put them in their place, and it's it's unfortunate. It really is unfortunate. You know, there's always a solution. Mine was to forget about what happened that day in April of 2017 in Japan. I think that it was a good experience for me because now I know a lot. I have a lot of backup. It's impressive. I did not know so many people knew about the situation until Twitter, until the Twitter thing. I felt fulfilled. I felt ticked. Nothing would, nothing will dull anything that I will ever achieve alone. So yeah, essentially, uh, regardless of what happened, it didn't. It will never dull her accomplishments. Let's see, there's more, because I want to get into one more topic before. And yeah, uh, the, when I, what I was mentioning before, the reason why she didn't get uh, signed by WWE is because she had an attitude problem backstage. It's like when when you think, wait a minute, this, this, this woman is, uh, this young woman is so good in the ring, very talented, but she has an attitude problem. And again, it comes to the fact that she has, you know, she has her, you know, family name, the Blanchard name. That's part of it. And also, she, a lot of these, a lot of these wrestlers, this current generation, they're, they're young. Not all of them, but the majority of them, they're young. They have a chip on their shoulder and they just, they just, feel like whatever they do have has no little to no consequence and it's like wow like once again uh you know once again this just shows that people need to be careful they don't support you can support someone but you gotta understand like yo like there's a reason why she's not with WWE because she if she didn't have that attitude problem. She would have essentially would have been in in WWE, and things would have been you know we would have a different tune to talk about. But you know things happen for a reason. But of course, her attitude, her shitty attitude, uh, prevented her from going to to you know WWE. Let's see. So I guess we can move on. That means that we can move on to the final topic. So you remember back in 2019, one of the early episodes of the round table that I did, we discussed Vic Mayana and just the, the, the allegations of of a sexual assault, sexual misconduct, and just how again it shows that just you can just say you spew something online with with little to no evidence. In this case, no evidence. It's just a lot of hearsay, just a lot a lot of people tweeting noise, 
and people will believe it. And a year later, you know, Vic is still fighting the good fight. And just a just a, a retrospective because you know the case the case was dismissed as of I believe let's see as of let's see as of tick tock tick tock October of 2019 the case was uh was dismissed so Vic was you know he had to appeal uh he had to appeal the case and it sucks like okay you you win some you lose some so he's appealing so we'll see what happens you know in I guess in a month or so I believe in March or April uh not too entirely sure but I just want to talk about how Again, just hypocrisy, jealousy, envy. In this case, is the opposite. The person that is being accused of, of of something, something he didn't do, is all because of the fact that his coworkers and fellow peers are, you know, were jealous, and they are jealous still, and that's why they're trying to muddy his name. Uh, they got him fired from his his two the two uh, voice acting uh, you know from Funimation and uh, Rooster Teeth the, the two uh, very large Funimation is the largest but uh, Rooster Teeth is another big one a voice acting you know a production and it has. You know, it just shows how people are so vindictive that they will spew lies to make sure that someone doesn't eat. They're essentially taking food out of that person's mouth. And they just hate this guy so much because, you know, he's more popular. He gets more money. He's relevant. He's he's a nice and charming guy. He's very personable. He, he loves his fans. He respects his fans. And all it takes for all that to, to, to crumble. And I remember watching the the deposition videos of him. And it was, it, was a, it was a doozy. That he, when he brought up, uh, when they brought up all like you, E-Boys and Brawley um, from the Dragon Ball series. And he was like, it was, he, he almost like teared up. He was like, it was an honor. It was a privilege. And I felt really bad for the man. Because this, of course, no one is perfect. He brought it up like, listen, I'm not, I'm not a, a saint completely. I, I've, you know, I'm not, everyone has, you know, everyone makes mistakes. Everyone is not, no one is perfect. But he seems like a like a genuine nice guy, and the fact that people want to destroy him, and they thought that hey we could just get him to just quietly end his life, 
you know, just and then a whimper. And you you gotta see just the amount of evil and and just pure evil, pure maliciousness that it takes for someone to to wanna just do that. Basically make a man kill himself, make make a person kill themselves because I'm jealous of that person. He's more popular than I am. He's making more money than I am. He has more fans. You know, maybe if people, in, in this case, if, uh, if people in question, Mars Girl, Jamie Markey, Monica Rial, Ron Toy, these are all the people that, you know, this, and one after another, just put out these accusations. They put out these accusations, and then of course, you push something hard, you repeat it over and over again before people start to believe it. And just the the, the level, just the level of of hate and, and maliciousness is like these people were his coworkers, and again, like uh, one of my one of my bosses told me that there's a difference between a friend and a co-worker a co-worker is someone that you work with you work alongside with a friend is someone that hey you you bail me out you, you you know help me pay a bill we go out for you know you and it's not all done with money but you you get the just what i'm saying you know that's a friend a coworker is just someone that you work alongside with. If if that coworker becomes your friend and, and you break bread with and you have more relationship, then that is no longer just a coworker. That's a friend. So in this case, the, these coworkers conspired against them all because of the success, the wily, the the. The huge success that um, Dragon Ball Super Broly did, and it it was a limited release, got sold out back in uh, January 16th of 2019, basically a year ago yesterday. Cause today's the 17th, so a year ago yesterday, DBZ Broly Dragon Ball Super came out. It did really well in the box office. The best grossing uh, DBZ anime uh, movie, and of course the the people in question, Jamie Markey, Mars Girl, Monica Rial, Ron Toy, they didn't like it, and they were conspiring. Also, you know the voices of Goku and Vegeta, uh, Sean Schimmel, Christopher Sabat, Christopher Sabat, excuse me. They they were in the shadows, but they were, they were they had some part in this too. So they they ain't clean. And the voice actor for Goku, Sean, was always an asshole. And there was it's ironic that there there are people who were trying to get this man, Vic Mayana, just just has his his livelihood and his career and his life destroyed off of false allegations. But then you had allegations that had merit to them with Chris Sabat, 
the whole casting couches, you know, casting couches in, in the adult film industry and whatnot, where you have a, a first timer on the couch and they do an interview and then when they get more comfortable, that's when they have, you know, they perform the act. And it's crazy that there's some merit to that, but no, 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 we're not going to, we're not going to do that. We're not going to talk about that because see people like Vegeta, people know Vegeta. He, he, again, clout, just like Tessa Blanchard, this guy has clout. Sean Schimmel has clout. You know, uh, Monica Rial's the voice actor for Boner, you know, she has clout, not that much, but regardless is there and they will do anything to protect their positions and this is why we're at where we're at and they thought oh we can just silence this man we can just get him to to quietly uh ride off in the sunset kill himself like when you have people plotting against a person to the point that they just kill themselves that's when that's when you gotta like you gotta be a little worried. You gotta be you gotta have some sort of concern because they're just people. They're just people out here that just are so just so vindictive. There are people out here that are just so evil that they they will they will steep to depths unimaginable to make sure that that person that they don't like, you know, gets destroyed. And that's real evil. There's some real evil people, some real wicked people, and petty people at that. And that's why when I hear, oh, it's, it's, it's cool to be petty. Yeah, no feelings. Like, that's, it's very, it's a slippery slope. It's a it's a real slippery slope because you, you then will get into that wickedness. And I don't mean to be preaching, but it's like it's true. Like there's people out here that just they they love to be petty. They, they love to be oh like it's cool because you know, I've been hurt. I, I I've been hurt. I've been mistreated. It's like oh that's the only way to to get by in life. You know there's other ways to deal with with hurt and anguish than to just dish it back out. Because we gotta, we need to put more positivity into the universe. We we can't just put out more negativity and, and deal with negativity, more negativity. Because we're just gonna get more of the same. It's gonna, uh, it's just gonna continue to be a a vicious cycle. At the end of the day, so that that is the lesson, the words of wisdom for tonight. Just build a world of positivity. Don't. Don't excuse bad behavior with more bad behavior. Don't deal with negativity with more negativity. You gotta be, you gotta inject some positivity, you know, in our lives and in the world. Because if we want, if we want things to to go a little bit better, we have to inject in positivity. We have to uh, throw it forward. We can't just want positivity and spray out negativity expect at all that's not going to reach to me it's going to reach it's going to blow back eventually so yes be positive be kind to others you know that's why I like animals more than humans sometimes because you know animals they they get it they, they have 
you know, they had more compassion. People, the human beings, remember human beings, and shout outs to FMB, the FMB crew from Boys Podcast. Human beings are good. You know, people are not. And to quote, uh, before I, I take this, take this baby home, you know, a person is smart, but, you know, people, like, not, like, more plural, a person, one, you know, in this case, one, one person is smart, but people, they're dumb, panicky animals, and you know it. You know, and petty too. Shoutouts to uh, Men in Black. You know, Tommy Lee Jones. You know, J Agent J. <laughs> no, Agent K. Sorry, uh, Agent K. So that being said, oof, I like went a little over, but it happens. The Eminem topic just, you know, blossom into other topics, but it happens. But yeah, let's, let's take this puppy home. You know, again, thank you for listening all the way to the end. Shout outs to, of course, FMB podcast, Rumble Boys podcast. Check them out. Shout outs to the Roundtable crew, Ron himself. At Ramus underscore himself, Agent Neil at Agent Neil one two three. Uh, also, shout outs to uh, the HSC crew. You know, Cosmic Kaiser, Heracles. You know, uh, Heracles don't have a Twitter. You know, he he's a smart man, but Cosmic Kaiser does have a Twitter at Cosmic Kaiser six. Check him out great booming voice and you'll be entertained also shout outs to Juliari at the Juliari show uh, Twitter the Juliari show also we gotta you know give shout outs to uh, rest of the crew Silly Uni Super Freak Super Freak 187 yeah, gotta, I gotta get them on do like a little reunion but we'll see but shouts to all of them everyone I mentioned everyone that, that's that's a listener that's a supporter shout you out thank you so yeah podcast you want to find it my website RubenPrimeTV.com Twitter at RubenPrimeTV my podcast is available almost all I think most likely all major po- podcast platforms. It's on there. I made sure that, uh, you know, uh, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn, uh, Podcast Public, it's everything. Like, just search my name, Room Prime TV Podcasts, or Room Prime TV. It is there. So, 
without rambling too much, I'm going to uh, get this baby edited, chopped up, and uploaded for you for your viewing pleasure. So for myself, Admin Room Prime for RoomPrimeTV.com. Enjoy your weekend, guys. And I'll see you next Friday. So I bid you a farewell and a do. Bye, guys.